Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. My name is Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about mastering, if you can, because that's a strong word, Alex. (laughs) It is. (laughs) But maybe attempting might be the better word. Attempting to be more financially savvy for your family and your goals without compromising parenthood. Yeah. And I I think this conversation is an important conversation, mainly because I think a lot of people that end up working with you and I, and I think just in general, every parent out there wants to spend time with their family and and be present with the family and enjoy that time. But they've got these other stresses in life, like work, money, obviously being one of those key caveats there. And where do they find the time to go learn about being better with money, where they should be putting it so that they can live the life that they want and living the the values that they want? How do you do all that and raise a kid? So so much of this came out of like some of the conversations that you and I have had this year of like dealing with all the trials and tribulations of life and like, like not only for us, but also for our, for our clients of, of like having conversations around like, okay, how can I, like, we've, we've been thanked and numerous and numerous times this year of like, Hey, super appreciate you guys taking some of the, that like worry and concern off of our shoulders around finances, or like, we couldn't go through this without you, those, those types of conversations. Um, and so we thought we'd you know bring it to you guys in a podcast. Yeah. So before we dive into that though, um, what are we drinking today, Mr. Collins? Uh, today we are drinking Shocker, a hazy IPA uh, from Bailbreaker. Yeah, so it's uh, I'll show the can here for the the YouTube here. So uh, from Bailbreaker, it's six point two alcohol. Uh, I'm going to take my first sip as I haven't had my first sip here, Mr. Collins. Um, I don't know. It, it's a it's a solid hazy IPA. It um, the just so we can get the, the visual there. It's a classic hazy IPA because I think we, we drank one the other uh, couple episodes ago and it was not your classic looking uh, looking IPA. Bottle cap rating for this, not the best I've ever had, but definitely a solid. So I'm going to give it a solid seven out of 10 for me. Yeah. I, that's ironically exactly where I was landing was kind of a seven. Just it's, there's nothing. It's, it's not like, Ooh, I want to remember this and jump out and grab it. Um, it's, it's not my favorite thing that Bill Breaker has done because they're a great brewery here in Washington. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's definitely a solid beer. Go check it so, out. So let's, let's dive into the topic here, right? How do we, how do we become more financially savvy, um, without compromising parenthood and being with our family? And Alex and I had a, a pretty lengthy conversation uh, about this. And while we are nowhere near perfect in this, so please don't take this as like Ryan and Alex think they're God's gift to parenting. That's not at all what we're saying. Uh, I think we, you and I read enough, we talk enough, and we obviously help our clients enough that we have a little bit more insight possibly um, to, to share. Well, I, uh, I think one that. of the biggest advantages that you and I have is that the the anecdotes and the stories that we have around teaching kids money isn't just you teaching your two kids or me teaching my one kid. It's we have hundreds of examples of this. Yeah. And so we're able to see more of what works, not because we're brilliant or we have like figured out some magical secrets or anything of that nature, 
I mean, I'd like to think that we've figured some stuff out simply be through repetition, um, if nothing else. But like we've been through it more times than the average parent has because we get questions from parents a lot on, hey, how do I teach my kid this or what? Like those types of conversations we have a lot more than the average parent. A hundred percent. So diving into this, right? So the three things to help you with this and number one, and I can't stress this enough and (laughs) it might be one of the harder type of conversations uh, to have specifically with your spouse. And that conversation is around values. What is it that you and your spouse, like, what is it you value? Yeah. That, that conversation is, is difficult, right? Because, you know, you and, and Heather were raised certain ways, right? Where mm-hmm. you were raised one way, Heather was raised another, right? And when you, when you combine. Neither of them were, like, like, let's be very clear. Like, it's not like one of us was raised properly and the other one wasn't or anything of that nature. We yeah, just talk about good or bad values. Yeah. Right. We just have different backgrounds. And so like one of the things that, that you and I have become acutely aware of is that everyone has their own filter through which they see the world. And like their view on money is different. Their view on values is different. Their view on relationships are different. Like every single one of this, these things winds up making each one of us unique. Yep. So when you have this conversation around values, like I've spoken to several clients about this and I, I think a lot of clients go, you know what? I've never had that type of conversation with my my spouse. It's been more about goals. And I think goals kind of come into the value conversation, but okay, maybe one of the goals is, right? You want to go buy a vacation real estate, like a vacation property. Maybe that's one of the goals. Okay. Wh- why? What, what are you, you trying do this to vacation pro- Exactly, right? The, that's the value statement from that goal, right? And like, heck, it might just be spending quality family time together. Like, okay, cool. Now it becomes way easier to prioritize saving. That goal becomes much more, much more fixed and strong in your head, in your thought process. Uh, it's going to change how you go about dealing with money for better or worse, um, until you obtain that goal. Um, the more, and it, like, it's, it's the, uh, stickiness, if you will, of like that goal and that, that like what you're striving to accomplish. Yeah. It, what's the importance of it, right? Like a common question you should probably have with your spouse is what is money to you, right? Is money to you spending? Is money to you a tool to allow you to do what you want to do in life? Is, is whatever, it whatever that may be. Security, right. So, and while those are all cliche statements, I think what's funny is, is it's very easy in life uh, to say that this is what we value, but then you actually go and, and, you, and you spend money because it's easy to, right? We're marketed to every minute of our life. Alexa's listening to us, right? I got the yellow notification the other day. Say, based on your spending habits, you should buy this. And I, I mean, I almost flipped a lid because you know me well enough to like, don't tell me what to do. But <laughs> Alex just about spit out his beer for those in the car and, and uh, <laughs> listening. But 
it, it's easy to spend money. And so it, 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 I can't explain it more or harp on it more that this conversation isn't a one-time conversation and you never talk about it again. <laughs> this is a conversation that you have, at least in my opinion, quarterly. And it's just check-in conversations, not full-blown like, tell me your philosophy on life. <laughs> well, and it it's it's not like carve it in stone and we're never going to change it. 100%. Because I mean, like what if if I go have this conversation tonight with Heather, whatever happened in her day is going to color that conversation. Whatever happened in my day is also going to color that conversation. And so like if she's feeling totally burnt out at work, like one of the family values might be I need a vacation now. And so like <laughs> other stuff gets pushed to the side to prioritize that just based on like what she's going through. Um, like, and I'm using that as an example. I don't know that that's actually reality. Um, but well, you it, bring up a good point, right? Because th- this isn't something you spring on your spouse. No. This is something you bring up in conversation and then you set a time to, to maybe have that conversation, right? Like I know that my wife and I are weird, but my wife and I go on a, a walk every morning. And so there are times where Dine and I will be talking like tonight, for example, and she or I will bring up a topic and it's just not the like we're just not in the right mood to have that conversation. And so we will literally say, talk about it tomorrow morning on our walk. Right. Maybe it's you're going that, on a right. date night. That yeah. might be an entire podcast episode right there of like, how do you find the time to have all of these <laughs> conversations with your spouse? <laughs> like, well, it's impossible to have every conversation, but sure. That, that's a great point because uh, again, I, I think it's difficult. I mean, I, today we were trying to figure out how our daughter was getting to basketball practice. We thought it might be Diane and it ended up being someone else. And that's just like one piece of an hour that we had to worry about, let alone all of the other stuff that we had to get done today. And my kids yeah. out of school, like it's right. It's just, so boundaries or not boundaries, sorry, <laughs> values. I'm skipping ahead Man, the beer's getting to me already. Values, right? Have that trouble. conversation. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's get to number two here, Alex. And this might be uh, another, number, go ahead. Uh. Uh, number two is, is the budget. Like budget is generally speaking a four letter word. Nobody enjoys doing budgeting. Um, and so much of it is because we see so many people doing budgeting wrong. They're, they're trying to plan down to the penny um, and they're looking at it through the wrong lens. Like what we want, when we talk about budgeting, typically the things that we want to go ahead and do are make sure that we're uh, and there. There's, I think we've got four or five podcasts on this. We like, if you have questions, reach out to Ryan, reach out to myself, um, and we'll help you walk through budgeting. Uh, but the, the basic concept behind budgeting is that we're really supposed to be doing it more at a high level and we shouldn't wind up planning for every dollar. We should have a surplus left over at the end. And what that surplus then allows you to do is to pick and choose what are the things that you enjoy doing? What are the things that are fun? What are the things that like put a smile on your face? Whether I'm it's- I'm laughing, Alex, I got to interrupt you because I'm laughing. Like either you or I sitting down with our, our spouse or our wives and saying, hey, hon, um, we need to sit down and analyze every penny 
because we need to figure out how to save more money. Uh, something heavy and blunt or something sharp would be thrown at me. Like I'm, I wouldn't get through maybe three of the words in that paragraph before <laughs> like running out the door screaming for my life. I, I'm actually picturing it, which is why I'm laughing. <laughs> that, that, that's very amusing to me. But this is most of American families, I think. Like no one wants to budget. And I'm putting my hands up in quotation marks for those of you who are not uh, on YouTube, YouTube listening to or watching us. And I apologize if you are watching us because, well, it's us. Um, <laughs> it's more of a spending plan. Yeah. Right. Like what, are the, what, are the, what are the things that we're required to do? What are the things that we want to do? And then it, are, do we have the dollars available? Like once we've figured out the things we have to do, then we get to prioritize the things that we want to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make the joke that it's not, it's, it's a funny joke and it's, it's serious, right? The Bob Kivitz says this all the time. He goes, look, there's certain things that we got to, we got to pay, right? We got to pay taxes, mm-hmm. right? We got to have enough money to eat. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I guess you could just go to jail and that would be taken care of for you, but that's not what most of us want. But once we get through the basic stuff, where is our money currently going? And I think that goes back to the value conversation, Alex, which is where it never goes back to. It's like, okay, we're spending all of this money on X, whatever that might be. Is that really part of our values or is this just money that we started spending because one time the one show, like who knows what it is. Well, it, it could be like that. We thought that like successful people did X right. or it could be like, I don't know. You joined a gym on January 2nd and forgot to cancel the membership four years ago. Yep. And you haven't been back since February four years ago. Like it's, it's all those small little things that we need to like periodically just check in on and have systems and mechanisms for like, okay, hey, do we want to be spending that dollar there? Yes, no, maybe. Well, and, and nowadays technology handles this conversation really easy, actually. Log into your credit card, click on transactions. Normally the credit card system will, will literally tell you this amount of mo- money was spent on food, this amount of money, and it literally categorizes everything for you. Maybe not to the penny, because maybe it miscategorizes some of the bills, but the fact of the matter is, is you can log in quickly and see, holy crap, we spent $2,000 last month going out to eat. Okay. Was and- going out to eat for $2,000 a month, was that really the value that we wanted? Or were we just rushed to get the kids to practice and we stopped at McDonald's every night? And maybe the answer is that's yes. where you connect with family. And so it is valuable. Like we're we're not trying to like say, do this, don't do that. It's just be intentional with where your dollars are spent and make sure that it follows your specific family values. And if it doesn't, great. Figure out a way to do it less expensively or do it differently or like cut it out completely, like whatever the case may be. Um, Like, I don't know, like we enjoy drinking beer. That's not for everybody. If you don't, don't spend the money on beer. Check on where you're spending your money and is it where you want your money to be spent? It's that simple. And if you don't check it, how do you know it? Which takes us to number three here, Mr. Collins, and this is boundaries. Yeah. 
So, I mean, this like there was uh, a story from uh, years ago at our firm where uh, the leader at the time was telling a story about like making sure that family time was a priority. Cause that was something that like most of the folks in the firm like really adhered to and were like trying to figure out how do we make changes and make it so that like family time is protected. And like one of the things that he brought up was making sure that there are certain boundaries set. But for him, that was no work calls at home period, which now that we're in the, you know, we've gone through the pandemic maybe that has been destroyed. Who knows? Um, but, but what it meant at the time was if you were on the, uh, on the phone driving up to your house, you sat in the car and finished the call before and got off the phone before you walked in the door. And that's just, I, I think you've got a great example of like how you guys vacation. How do we when, vacation? Yeah. So like when you go to Hawaii, like, you and the kid, oh. you, Diane and the kids, like, yes, you have your phone with you, but like your vacations are largely screen free. Yeah. It's, you know, Diane and I have, that's the one rule when we, you know, with the amount of phone time that, you know, all of us have, um, which is probably still something we need to work on. But when we go to Hawaii, for the most part, none of us are on our phones, right? We, we, and it's purposeful that way. We literally, we get on the plane and we essentially tell the kids, like, you're going to watch your movies on the plane because that's how you watch movies nowadays on planes is through your through your your phone, at least through my kid's phone. But once we get to Hawaii, you're done with your phone, right? You've got beach, you've got pools, you've got all of these different things. You're going to be outside and you're we're going to be spending time as a family. That's the whole purpose of this trip. And it's, it's extremely important and we've done it from day one, which is, is helpful because I think it'd be harder if we didn't do it from day one and we all of a sudden decided to shift it. So we did get lucky there, but it's, it's a value that we have for our vacations is the phones are not a distraction. It's literally just for the family. And it, it, I think it's the, one of the best decisions Dine and I have made. Yeah. Ultimately set boundaries, make sure that it's built upon the values that you and the family have. So like we were talking about like work-life boundaries, but it doesn't have to be that. It could be well, here's boundaries another work-life. On- yeah. Well, here's a, another work-life boundary because you brought up um, since the pandemic working from home. So the thing that I've implemented in the last six months is I no longer take work calls outside of the office. So if Alex, you called, like you called me the other day, Mm -hmm. I literally answered it, but I walked directly into my office and I stayed on the phone in my office while I was on the phone. That way the kids know like, okay, work is happening. And when I'm not there, I'm not taking a call. That's not work related. I'm a walker. When I talk, my office is not big enough for that. I'm not saying that it has to be one size fits all. Dude, I'm giving you a hard time. But. I'm just saying that that boundary I, I think is key because now the kids, I mean, they used to bug me a lot because they weren't used to me being home, but now they know if my door's shut behind me, I'm working. When the door's open, bug me, I'm there. And it's hard. At first it was definitely hard. So setting no, those boundaries sure. though, I mean, 
it's definitely been helpful for when I go out there, right? Like right now, if I go out there right now, literally, I bet you anything, like I kind of want to do it on YouTube just, just to show everyone. <laughs> if I open up that door right now, Nathan is probably on Xbox playing his NBA game. Yep. I think that's probably a safe And bet. if I open up the door and if I left it live here, Nathan literally would say, dad, you want to play a game? Right? Which is And how bad awesome. is it? Well, it's, it that is, is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. And what's funny about that is though, well, not funny. It's sad. Imagine if I was on a phone call and my son says that, and I have to say, and you know, mouth to him, Hey, daddy's working. I'm on a, I'm on a work call. It right. Sucks. Like that, that is not what I want. So I want him to know, okay, when that door opens or when I walk out, talk to me, engage with me, let's, let's talk or let me kick your butt in NBA. Yeah. By the way, he I'm, kicked my like, butt more often than not. So we're clear. <laughs> I I was just trying to protect you, man. And not bring that up. What's the occasion? <laughs> Fair. Fair. No, it's, and like, again, all of this stuff, like it's going to be super hard to like identify. It's not super hard to identify where we've got a problem and where we need to maybe do some work. Fixing it takes some work. Yep. Like, and it it's like, it's one of those things where like, I can't tell you the amount of times that I've had the conversation with my daughter, Sienna of like, Hey, yes, I would love to go see your new Lego creation. I need to finish up this phone call. It should be about 15 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it is. But then like, I have to follow through on that. Otherwise I'm breaking my word to my daughter and that's, that's not acceptable to me. Yep. Yeah. It, it's, you know, kids and even adults, right? I, I think we all need our boundaries. There's sometimes it's, it's very hard to, to establish those because we intermingle. Right. So I think which takes us to the question today, Alex. Yeah. Our question today is, are your work and financial decisions compromising family time for you? So head over to beerandmoney.net and there's a contact us spot at the top of the page. And maybe you don't need to answer that question, but we would love to hear what is it you're doing to, to handle that very question. Look, we started this podcast to help you with your financial decisions so that you can actually spend the, the time with your family and not be stressed about work and not be stressed about money, right? We want you to be present with the family, which is the whole reason this podcast is here. So that hopefully that alleviates that stress. So it provides you action items. If you got any value out of this, this one, like share with your friends, share with the family, share with the coworkers, because that's maybe, our main- maybe find one person that you think would, would, benefit from hearing this yeah baby steps as always we hope this episode is valuable for you and mr collins cheers this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax legal or investment advice although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable please note that individual situations can vary Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. 
consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201, phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 15319412, CA Insurance License Number 0K24924, Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699, CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Point number 2023-157462, expiration June 2025.